GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome everybody to the Last Action Podcast. Sphinx here. Uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> Been a while. What? You sure you don't want me to I'm take scared. over? I can. <laughs> I know you're out of practice. <laughs> I know you're out of practice. I got this. You, you, it I'm doesn't. Out of practice. You're, 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 you're a little going. shaky. I don't We're know, rolling. man. We're rolling. Listen here. You got to get the rust off. You got to get the rust off. You want me to start over? You want to? I can. I can cut no, this. No. Start over. No. Keep Fucking it rolling. Yes, no. No. That's cool. Do it again. It's cool. Just keep going. We'll just take this one. You know, I had a whole thing where I was gonna call you my my Flint, and Hovercraft Joe's gonna be my Billy Rosewood. And now you just killed it. So well. fuck all of you, and it's done. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Damn. <laughs> anyway. Starting off look- great. I love this step already. Yeah. All right. Well, listeners, who I don't know how many of you are left at this point, welcome to the Last Action Podcast. It is I, the Sphinx, joining the show. As always, we've got LPJ. Hello. Yeah, and hovercraft. What did you forget how to do this too? <laughs> no, I, I just—they've already heard my voice quite a bit on this podcast you already. St- still didn't introduce yourself, now did you? I don't think I need to. I'm kind of the only one who's always here. And hovercraft Joe's here. What's up, hovercraft Joe? Uh, what is up, Sphinx? Uh, I would like to say I've been on this podcast for a couple years, and I've only <laughs> missed like two episodes, so I am always here as well. Yeah. Can I say I haven't seen your your gorgeous face in a while? I am loving <laughs> I'm loving the beard you got oh, here, on Craft Joe. Thanks. I yeah, I haven't shaved in, in a bit here, so growing out. You know, as we get into the sweltering summer, it's always a good time to grow your beard out. So. <laughs> it's May thirteenth. <laughs> it feels who's, it's very hot. Who's that speaking? Who could it be? It's <laughs> guest speaker Kaz. We got Kaz here this uh, this week. Kaz, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. And finally, another guest. This is going to be a fucking wild fest today, like a Wonder World fest is happening today. We've got Josh with us today as well. What's up, Josh? Not a whole lot. Thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm apologizing ahead sure? of time. I feel like this show's going to be nuts. I feel like the cocaine just kicked in for space. It's going to be a fest. It's going to be a fest. <laughs> like out of nowhere. Through the Eddie roof. Murphy gave me some of it. Through the roof. It's um, well, uh, as, as we, you know, as you as listeners welcome <laughs> Sphinx back to the podcast, I have to say I'm super thrilled that he's back because we let him pick the movie. And we are talking about Beverly Hills Cop 3 tonight. Beverly Hills Cop 3. Uh, release date on this is May 25th, 1994. Uh, Sphinx, since yeah, it's you... almost uh, 18 or 28 year anniversary right there. Almost. Uh, Sphinx, since you brought this, since this is your choice, why don't you kind of talk about your background with it? Uh, why don't you kick that off? So I remember vividly watching this movie for the first time. Uh, my parents got into a fight. Don't know what the reason was, but they got into an argument. 
my dad's like, fuck it. Took my older brother and I uh, out of the house. We went to the Terrace movie theater. <laughs> and at eight years old, I sat down and watched Beverly Hills Cop 3 with my dad and my older brother, who also would have only been 12. Uh, <laughs> and we watched this movie at the Terrace. Uh, had a great time. Loved every minute of it. We eventually stripped it off of HBO. And this was a movie I absolutely loved as a child. Uh, and as all of you are obnoxiously going to find out that uh, I have a couple of friends here that we would love to just repeat stupid ass lines from this movie over and over and over again. So just get ready for all of that, everybody. So uh, yeah. what about you, uh, Josh? What's your kind of background with this? So this was something that I believe I saw probably like I'm like, remember it being on like a basic like cable. So like a TBS or something like that. And so of course, once they, you know, do the, the voiceover and they fix <laughs> the cursing, it doesn't, well, it doesn't sound like Axel Foley. I just remember <laughs> sitting down and remember watching it. And then there was just one scene that literally the first time I saw it, that stuck out of my head that, Speaks knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> that, Bravo! Bravo! That literally was like, I, I love this movie just because of that literally four minute like chunk of the whole gun show all the way in. Love it. So that's how I started watching it was just basic cable. Uh, what about you, Kaz? Uh, yeah, so my story is like the exact same. Like, Although I'll say it's not basic cable, right? It's not over the air cable. This was like TNT or TBS. So you had you you know your family was paying for for cable, uh, but it's not it's not premium cable. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for the breakdown. <laughs> so yeah, but no, that's the same he's, for me, he's right? Letting, like I, I, he's letting our young listeners understand how cable works, and yes. none of them probably do. As yes, um, but yeah. So like that's how I would see it was just like on cable, and yeah. To Josh's point, it was. It was a little bit amusing to watch it. You know, I rented it from like Amazon Prime this week to, to you know, to see the, uh, I'll say unedited, except that it's been period corrected to the current time for some of the things they've said. But, uh, you know, a lot more uh, F-bombs than what I remember from, from cable. Uh, LPJ, <laughs> what about you? I was a big fan growing up of the first two movies. I watched them all the time. We had taped them off of, we'd record them off of HBO, and I would watch the first two constantly. I mean, ever since I was, I don't know, eight years old, I've been watching these movies. Um, and so this movie came out. I was fourteen. I waited for it to hit the uh, the rentals, and rented it. I'm like, well, I didn't hear great things about it. Let's see if it's any good. So I watched it. Uh, lo and behold, it's not any good. Um, sorry to tip my hand. Uh, I was not looking forward to rewatching this, and my <laughs> my my suspicion was uh, confirmed. Oh, all right. Well, here here goes me. So you know, all right? Me. That's been a heck of a podcast. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I could leave so- right now, and it'd be okay. Uh, <laughs> I might join you if we're leaving, um, if we have the option. Uh, so everyone knows the, everyone knows the year of the sequel. We did Beverly Hills Cop 2, uh, and I had never seen any of them before. And famously, I wasn't a huge fan of the second one. But after that, 
I went back and I watched the first one because I'd never seen it. And I really liked the first one. And they were all on HBO Max. So I'm like, oh, well, I'll watch the third one or whatever. And this is like less than a year ago. And I watched it. And I was like, oof. It's like, <laughs> glad I won't have ever had to watch that movie again. Um, and then oh, wait. Sphinx, Sphinx was like, we're going to do it. And I was like, okay, fine. At least I can watch it on HBO Max. But it wasn't on HBO Max. So I had to pay to rent it and watch it again. Um, that's kind of my experience with it. So uh, I will not tip my head as much. Fond as memories. Yeah, <laughs> fond memories. I'll tell you what. Like I, The listeners can tell how interested I'm in watching a movie is how soon I finish it before the podcast. I finished this one. It's like nine o'clock right now. I finished it at like six thirty today. <laughs> so, um, okay. So let's get into some of the numbers on this. Um, so the budget was recorded at like 50 million, but apparently like <laughs> the budget just kept increasing while the movie is going on. And the, in actuality, it's somewhere around like $70 million they spent on this movie. Uh, it has a gross, a domestic gross of only $42 million, but then it's like total gross is like $119 million, but still not really making a lot of money. So I I don't know where $70 million, $1994 went for this movie. I mean, Jurassic Park was what, the year before? How much did that movie cost? Probably not much more, right? Uh, talk I'm a little look bit. It up. I'll... I'll yeah, no, you. I don't oh, know. Okay. The, the only thing I can surmise is they had to use real amusement parks and shut them down in order to use yeah. them. So I don't know if maybe the cost of, you know, paying for that. <laughs> this this is going to blow your mind. The budget <laughs> for the original Jurassic Park that came out in 1993 is $63 million. <laughs> wow, so Beverly Hills Cop 3 was more... Now I will so I will say Nick like one of the interesting things I read about the budget and I don't know if it actually panned out this way. Sphinx, by the way. Sorry, <laughs> yes, please. Don't use a shoot name. Right. If you use a shoot name, it's gonna kill all the street cred. It's it, what I read. It sounded like they were actually going to for the movie. They were gonna build their own rides for the movie instead of like use like existing rides from an amusement park. And like it was like a million bucks a ride. But so yeah, to, you know, yeah, no, to, I'm agreeing. I, I saw the yeah. same thing. It was going to cost like, it was going to cost nearly $10 million just to have enough rides to put throughout the movie. Oh, well, and do you know how much Eddie Murphy was paid for this movie? I heard he made 15 million. Yeah. So that's of the, you know, of the 70, 15. That's which still, anyone, a, lot, that's still a lot of money. 15 million. 15 million. Oh, and there's an there's an interview from 1989 when they were talking about a third sequel. And he's like, if I end up in Beverly Hills Cop 3, know that they paid me a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't he didn't want he went into it not wanting to do it. You know, this is years before. He's like, hey, I don't want to do another one. So he says, well, if I do, you'll know that I got paid a lot of money. <laughs> well, I don't want to jump on anything, but internet says he wasn't happy with the script for the third one anyways so that's the reason why it's not as funny as the first two and probably well, why it's it, just a terrible it, movie. it's it's something that i didn't catch until watching it this time around he does not seem interested in this movie <laughs> like compare his charismaticness to the first two movies he is just going through motions in this film. I mean, well, he's got a couple of good moments in there. And, but and all the stuff says it was all the all the stuff says it like whether or not like 
this is what he says. I feel like he just didn't want to do the movie, but he is like, oh, well, like, I thought Axel Foley would be, like, a more mature person now, and he's not, like, a young rookie, so he's more serious. And it's like, okay, maybe, but I don't know if that's what you were really thinking or you just didn't care about the movie. Um, I, I will say this, and maybe we'll get into it at some point, but a, a lot of the background stuff talks about the other ideas they had for, like, originally oh, for. man. I and had they no seem a, a lot more interesting to me yes. than the movie that we got, like the ideas that they had initially for this uh, Beverly Hills Cop 30. But I want to get into the Rotten Tomatoes because. Well, hold on. But before something... we do that, let's talk about, we should probably discuss what those other things were. Oh, do you uh, do you want to cover I'm that? Just real blind. quick, hit me. Just so, real wait, quick. Can I, can, so can uh, I, I just I'm, yes, sorry. guys. My I, I, I just have a question because like we're getting like super deep into like these sidetracks and like we haven't talked about like what this movie is. Is that we'll is get that there. Normal. We'll get there. Okay, yeah. I just I don't. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're steering will, this ship. We're, we're the captain now. <laughs> I I will say my favorite rejected idea was teaming Eddie Murphy up with Sean Connery yeah. in one in London. Well, and that's kind of the original conceit of this movie was they wanted to kind of do a fish out of water story and put Axel in London. Originally it was going to be um Bogomil was at a police yeah. co- police uh policeman's convention in London and he was going to get uh kidnapped. Get held hostage yep. by uh, yeah. by terrorists. And so Axel was going to go over there with um, with Rosewood and with Taggart. Rosewood and Taggart and and rescue him. And that's kind of where the whole movie started. But then when things when production kind of kept stretching out, uh, Bogomil and Taggart had to drop out for other things and um, just couldn't they couldn't make it work. So they had at that point completely changed the script and do this instead. There was also a version with not Sean Connery who was going to go over there and be teamed up with John Cleese too. That was yeah, one of yeah. the uh, one of the ideas. So, but all that sounds way more interesting than the than the movie we got. Well, um, and then there was a there was a real dark one too, where Paul Reiser, right? Is that how you say it? Reiser, 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 Jeff Jeffrey in the first two movies, he was going to get like murdered or killed. And then it was going to be another kind of like the first movie. He was going to kind of go after him. Right. Um, you know, but, but that was also supposed to take place. Either it was London again or it was New York City. I think I think it was London again. Uh, that was the big thing is they wanted to put him in London because, you know, how many times you can go to Beverly Hills and be like a fish out of water. Apparently two is the max because if you do it three times, it doesn't work. Okay. So. <laughs> Rotten but wait, Tomato- they're doing a fourth. Sorry, Rotten Tomatoes on this, and I don't keep track of the Rotten Tomatoes, but I think this might be the lowest Rotten Tomatoes we have ever had on the Last Action Podcast. This movie comes in at nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. That is that is <laughs> potentially abysmal. potentially I, the lowest we've ever had. It has to be. Can I can I just say? Like I, I definitely have a lot of nostalgia of this movie, and I will definitely admit, like I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not giving this a five machine gun movie, but nine percent does seem a lot lower than what I thought this movie was going to be. I, I will. I we will have say- done a lot of movies on this show. And there are going to be a lot of other movies that I'm going to rate. I, I will give movie. you that, Sphinx. And I, I don't want to tip my head too much. But while I did not really enjoy this movie, I was a little surprised to see it was at 9%. Because, like I said, that is by far one of the lowest 
Rotten Tomatoes we've had. Um, I think you're the, right. It, I think it might be the lowest. If it's not the lowest, it's in the top three lowest we've ever had. It's got to be. Audi- the audience score on this is only 35%. So, um, yeah, so not great. Not looking great. So uh, let's get into the top grossing movies of 1994. Uh, number one is Forrest Gump. Number two is The Lion King. And number three is a movie we have done on the podcast, True Lies. Um, this movie, Beverly Hills Cop 3, comes in 34th in the domestic box office. Uh, other movies that we have covered on the podcast uh, from 1994 are number eight, Speed, uh, your guys' first episode, if I remember correctly. Yep. yep. Uh, number 24, one of Sphinx's favorite, The Crow. And number 31, Time Cop. Uh, <laughs> 94 is a so, great year. <laughs> there were a, I mean, there Speed were, was okay. I like Speed. Speed, speed was great. So, well, I like most of the I mean, movies. I like The Lion King. <laughs> True, True Lies was great. I was so going to say, were, we liked True Lies. Yeah, True Lies. Yeah. There, was, there were some other movies... Um, that I noticed, you know, that we, you know, actually potentially ones I know that we might be doing coming up. So get ready to be into 1994. I mean, um, the crow can go fuck itself, but anyway. <laughs> I love okay, that movie. So, so let's talk about the cast of this movie. Uh, obviously, we've mentioned Eddie Murphy reprising his role as Axel Foley. And you also have, uh, uh, what's his name? Judge Reinhold. I find? Judge Reinhold, yeah. Like, I'm looking for him on this, and for some reason he's not, like, at the top of this thing, and I'm very yeah, confused. Yeah, wouldn't you think like, he'd be, like the second most prominent name in that in that movie i feel like he's yeah, barely yeah. in this he is that i thought that today I think he's in like a, a he's in a but not like amount. the other movies i, I it's really he's weird in a lot okay, but, less but than who, I remember. who's in it more in this movie who's in this movie more than him alice dewall is in a ton of this movie yeah. the bad guy is, okay. is yeah i think yeah. you know and i think that's one of the things that hurts this character. movie is you lose the buddy cop element of it when it's just axel yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like like obviously you have Judge Reinhold, but like you said, I thought that today too, uh LBJ that his screen time in this movie is reduced and you you don't have Taggart, which I think this movie lacks, and you you throw in Hector Elizondo as John Flint and he's fine, but like he's well, not he's in fine. it that much. He's just in it to be like <laughs> cut to reaction shots where he's like Axel. <laughs> yeah, he, he's trying to be Taggart pretty yeah. much. And then, so yeah, those exactly those right. are the only those are the only three people I really got. Uh, other than that, uh, George Lucas came in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, there was John Spinks, uh, John Saxon. John Saxon's in it. Yep. Uh, you had um, what's his name? Fulbright. Uh, Stephen McCaddy. He's on. Uh, he's Elaine's boyfriend in Seinfeld. Yep. Um. What else? Uh, Gil Hill obviously gets shot in the beginning of the film. Uh, Bronson Pinchot, am I missing here? Serge. Oh yeah, Serge is back. Serge, Serge. I forgot about Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> oh, which, which uh, everyone talks some more about some people because I just realized I didn't look up Bronson Pinchot's uh, net worth, so I'm going to do that real he, quick. He's not Teresa dead, Rand- <laughs> Teresa Randall's the girl. I think she's in. Is she in Independence Day? I know she's in other things. Oh, no. she's in she's in hanging with Mr. Cooper. No, Isn't that her? no, no. You're you're thinking yes. of her because she's in Spawn. Is she really in Spawn? <laughs> yes, she's she's uh, she's uh, uh, Spawn's wife. Oh, she's in Space Jam too. How did I forget? Sp- she's uh, Michael Jordan's wife. <laughs> she's in Bad Boys also. Oh, okay. that could have been uh, it too. Yeah. All right, so she uh, the nineties. She's, she's been a lot of time. Stuff, yeah. 
Yeah. Anybody else that you need to met any you need to mention LPJ this is no, usually you. I mean other than the weird cameos by like Ray Harryhausen and John Singleton, no, I think we're good. Okay. I'm disappointed that Sphinx didn't know that it was George Lucas. Oh my and- god, yeah. This was uh it was yes was it yesterday? Yeah. Uh Josh sends us uh, a gif and it's a, a scene where a like what? George a, Lucas I'm sorry, uh, a what? I hate, I hate that. Jeff, it's a gif. No, it's a gif. Anyway, uh, he sends it of George Lucas getting turned, you know, turned back from the spider ride. He's like, come on, I'm let's like, go or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit, that's George Lucas. Like, I have not seen this movie in 15, 20 years. So I don't think, like, young me would have known that that was George Lucas. No, probably but, not. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Well, let's start Let's start is. there with George Lucas when we talk about net worth. What do you think for uh, LPJ? We'll start with you. What do you think for George Lucas? He's got George that Lucas? sweet, Holy sweet shit. American graffiti money. What do you think for George Lucas LPJ? Oh, he's got that sweet, sweet THX uh, 1187 or whatever uh, the hell number it is. That was the one I was going to use. Uh, well, I don't know. He sold Lucasfilms for $4.2 billion. So he's obviously a billionaire. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go five billion dollars. Five billion. Uh, Josh, what do you think for George Lucas? I'm gonna go five point three billion. <laughs> five point three billion. Uh, Kaz, what do you think for George Lucas? Uh, uh, I'll say, ooh, I'll say four point eight billion. Four point eight billions. A lot of the points. I will tell you what, guys. Just going uh, forward, uh, the, the well, website. Me... No, hold on. The website oh, okay. that I checked them out on, it does not use points, so you don't have to throw those in. Uh, Sphinx, what do you think for uh, George Lucas? He's got that sweet, sweet Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I I'm gonna say thinking of everything with the Star Wars environment and everything else, I, I'll say eight billion. Ten billion dollars, George Lucas. Is, Ten so, has anyone dollars. been this no high? Been that high? No, that, nobody. I think that might be the. And has he been in any other movies? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Has he had ever had any other cameos? That I don't know. I bet, you, I bet you he probably had at I'm least sure a cameo or something else. I wouldn't be surprised um, if he showed up in like another John Landis movie. Maybe. All right. Yeah. Uh, next up, ten we'll billion with, dollars. Wow. Ten billion. Yeah. Uh, next up, we'll start with you, Josh. What do you think for Bronson Pinchot? He's got that sweet, sweet, perfect strangers money. So what wait, who, wh- which character is, is he? Like, I don't Surge. know actors. Surge. Oh. <laughs> so what do you think for Bronson Pinchot, uh, Josh? What do you think? Net worth? Yeah. Oh, he's got a cool mill. <laughs> cool mill. <laughs> All right. Cool mill. Uh, what do you think, uh, Sphinx? <clears throat> Two million. All right. What do you think, Kaz? This is gonna sound like dickish, but I'm gonna say like four hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, LPJ. Uh, I'll go a little bit. I'll go five million. I forgot about two that. million dollars. Like- oh, on the bumper fan. Serge and I were tight. We opened up an art gallery together. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. Ne- next up, um, we'll start. We'll start with you, Kaz. We're talking about Hector Elizondo, also known as John Flint, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet, definitely in other things money, but I don't last man standing (laughs) money. So what do you think for, uh, Hector Elizondo? Cause, uh, um, uh, I'll say the only thing that I, 
so I don't like I just I don't know actors and actresses like the only thing I can point him to is last man standing so I'm gonna say like I'll say okay I'll say 1.5 million okay LPG. because I, I would assume more than Serge but I know Serge has more he's got he's got that sweet sweet pirates of dark water money <laughs> what's he in pirates of dark water yeah he's the voice of the pirate guy with the ponytail and the sword. Wow, that's a that's a deep, deep cut. Ball, deep cut. Thank is you this, very much. Is this like one of the Pirates of Caribbean? No, Pirates, it, was, no it, was it was a, a cartoon video game. It, it was, was a cartoon. Cartoon. Oh, oh. cartoon. Yeah, that that that, uh, that hovercraft Joe's brother loved. Like a lot. Uh, it was a whole thing. Anyway, uh, I'll say he's also got that sweet sweet Chicago Hope money. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go twelve million for him. All right. What do you think, Josh? Hector so he, Elizondo. So he's been around, and he has that sweet, pretty woman money. I'm going <laughs> to go somewhere around, like, 18. Okay. Uh, finally, Sphinx, what do you think? I'm embarrassed to admit that I know he's got that sweet, sweet Princess Diaries money, so <laughs> I'll say $8 million. $10 million for Hector Elizondo. Uh, okay. okay. He's still uh, alive? He is. He's in his 80s, but he's still alive. Think uh, about it. Only three orders of magnitude less. Than George Lucas. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, LPJ. Judge Reinhold, what do you think? He's got that sweet, sweet fast times at Ridgemont High where he gets caught jerking off money. What do you think for Judge Reinhold? Oh, man. He had a lot of money for jerking off on camera. Uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> do you know? Shh, quiet. <laughs> quiet. Don't, shh, shh. Guys, Listen, if you want to subscribe guys. to LPJ's OnlyFans. <laughs> Hit, hit me up hit me up in the discord i'll let you guys know the, anyway the uh, only fans is lpj jerking off to judge reinhold jerking off listen oh, don't man. give away my don't give away my inception level jerking off please okay well don't, don't worry though he goes into his uh his what did we call the room that the guy had in uh did largo have oh the masturbation the room yeah lpj's doing it LPJ's bone jacking in the <laughs> masturbation room to Judge Reinhold in Fast Times. Our weird, our weird, our weird home improvement show where we help people build masturbation rooms. Anyways, we've gotten off track. Yes, we wow. have. What do, you think? what do you think, LPJ? Oh, I'll go uh, six million. Okay, uh, and Josh, what do you think for uh, Judge Reinhold? I'm gonna go with five. Five. Did you guys Sphinx? I can't remember. I'm thrown off. No, I was I first. didn't either. <laughs> We, we got in. We got in the masturbation. We got in the masturbation rooms, and, and all the people have stopped listening to this already. So well, they, they expect this from us at this point. So, um, Sphinx, what do you think for Judge Reinhold? He's got that sweet, sweet Santa Claus money. Um, oh. The Bill Cosby sweaters. Um, I actually Neil. He's like Neil in the Santa he Claus. He is Neil. I think he's not doing well, if I remember. I feel like we've had an episode with him Yeah, before. Beverly Hills Cop 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the first one. Uh, I'll say $2 million. Uh, And Kaz, what do you think? Uh, I'll, what, what were the guesses? It was two, five, what were the other six. Two, five, I said six. six, yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say seven. $5 million for Judge Reinhold. And then finally... The man himself, Eddie Murphy. What do you think for Eddie Murphy? Uh, Josh, he's got that sweet, sweet vampire in Brooklyn money. What do you think for uh, Eddie Murphy? I want to say like 150. Okay. 
Uh, Sphinx? He's got that sweet, sweet coming to America part two money. He was really hot. He was really high. I remember. I feel like he's like four fifty. All right. What do you think, Kaz? Uh, I'll say, I'll say like two seventy five. All right. And finally, uh, LPJ. See, it's tricky. He's got that sweet, sweet Pluto Nash money, but he's all. He also has a ton of kids, and he's been divorced a lot. Uh, he's got like twelve kids or something. It's yeah, it's a, it's he's in double digits. Um, I'm gonna say. See, I think he had a resurgence with the with the coming to America and some of the other stuff. I'm gonna go. I'll go two eighty five. Two hundred million dollars okay. for Eddie Murphy. So, mm-hmm. uh, not, and then, not uh, bad. Not bad. We mentioned it before. Uh, the director of this film is John Landis. Um, yeah. I know that he's a famous guy, but I could not tell you something else that he directed. So uh, Ghostbusters, American Blues Werewolf. Brothers. He didn't direct and, Ghostbusters. Yeah, Blues Brothers. Wait, I did thought he, he do... did one of them. No. That's <laughs> oh, oh, Harold Ramis. Harold, Harold did he do Ramis. like Coming to America? He did American Werewolf in London. He did, yeah, American Werewolf Blues in London. Brothers. He did uh, National Lampoon's Animal House. Animal House. Yeah. Right. He's okay. part of that that group. Yep. There you go. Got it. Okay. So uh, the the writer on this. I was blown away. The writer is Stephen E. D'Souza. Like, yeah, that dude's all over this podcast. I feel like he's written. He's all over the mid '90s and early '90s because yeah. he's Die Hard fame, right? If I remember, well, right. Die Hard, Commando, he, Judge Dredd, yeah. uh, a million different things. Which essentially, I, it was said this was supposed to be a Die Hard in Disneyland type movie. That's what right. he was going I, for. I, I had no idea he wrote this. I feel like he phoned this one in. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think, I would assume he probably wrote the bones of this, and then they just kind of made it up as they went along. Well, I was about to ask, yeah. was he the first writer on it, or is he like, you know, the no. one that came in? And he's the only guy. one listed, so. It's the only one, he's the only one credited, but that right. doesn't mean that they didn't have a bunch of people come in and kind of work on it or whatever. Um, and then the music is... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was, was going to say, we can also say, you know, the first two movies are produced by Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, right. which we've done a million of their movies too, but they also kind of smelled shit from this movie and backed away from it. And Paramount, they kept... They they had a really high budget, for like an even higher budget for this movie. They kept knocking it down, and that's when those two bailed on the film. And then they ended up making it just as expensive anyway. But, yeah, they didn't want anything to do with this either. So they had a bunch of kind of no-name producers do this, which probably didn't help the story. Um, LPJ, were you about to say something? No, I just I just yawned. Sorry, oh. Sphinx puts me to sleep. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, and then the music, the music in this is by Niall Rogers. I mean, I don't think the music is remarkable you get a lot of the axel foley theme and a lot of variations on the axel foley yeah it, it's oh, weird because it niall rogers is super famous and as oh, far yeah, as musically huge yeah and he's uh yeah. like a prolific writer and jazz musician but this doesn't sound like him at all like this no. is not a good soundtrack because he's done a ton actually he may have an oscar uh i think doing he, some other movie, i think he might i don't know yeah. So yeah, this does not quite fit at all. Uh, anything that he does. So yeah, I don't really have anything else to say besides that. Uh, okay. So anything uh, anyone else wants to mention before we start talking about the plot? 
of this movie? Any for some, anything? For some reason, I thought this was rated PG thirteen. I thought I so too. It's because you watched it on TBS for well, years. No, even, <laughs> no, even though when, because I, I know, like, what's the rule? You can you can drop one, one f bomb, one f bomb in a no PG thirteen yeah. movie. But for some reason, even when I, I for some reason, remember like actually streaming this at some point, and I would like, it didn't seem like it was a rated R movie. Well, it seemed like more of a PG thirteen. That's the thing. Movie. I do feel like it, they could have easily made this a PG thirteen movie. But like, well, if this if this if this movie was made today. It would be PG thirteen because they would have been like, "Oh, we're gonna get more people in to watch it if we make it." Because like you cut out a couple, like cut down the f bombs. Like it's not that violent. You could easily make this a PG thirteen movie. This would not be a movie. This would be a six episode on a streamer. That's what that's this would true. be. Yeah, no, and, and that's one of the things when I remember running this, I remember watching it and thinking to myself, "I they should have made this R rated. Like it would have been better had they done that." Um, so I, th- for whatever reason, I think maybe this was PG thirteen at one point, or maybe the VHS release they released the PG thirteen version of it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, all, they would, all they'd have to do is dub, you know, some of the words. Because yeah, to your point, like the, like there wasn't a lot of, you know, yeah, they, they probably wouldn't even had to dub. They probably wouldn't even had to dub that much. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, okay. So, anything else, or are we ready to dig into this? Let's roll. Let's roll. Yeah, there aren't okay. there aren't there aren't any taglines. They're just super. Like, oh, they're really like, dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's on. He's back. Like stupid <laughs> shit like yeah. that. Well, yeah. the funny thing was too is that I, I will say before we talk about the plus, <laughs> I thought that this was like a case of the movies where like it was a. It's not that long in between three and two and three. Like I thought right. this was one of those things where it was like a decade, but it's like. What like seven years? Because nineteen eighty seven, yeah. So the yeah. ninety four. So it's not like a crazy amount of time. But I, I, for some reason, I was thinking it was a lot more time had passed in between the second one. What also makes it weird too is I feel like this is one of the last movies before Eddie Murphy like reinvigorates himself and kind of like I feel like the Nutty Professor and all that craziness is like maybe the following year or something like that. And he like yeah. re-rose to superstardom, you know. Well, it, 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 yeah, and that's so that's an interesting point. Yeah, because he can he became more of like a uh, you know I'll say like a family man. Yeah, you know it was more it was, comedian it was a than family action comedy. Yeah. yeah, and and you know reading you know some of the stuff about this movie like that someone mentioned like you know he, coming into this movie because it it had been you know several years and you know his point of like eh you know. Axel, at least Eddie Murphy's take was uh, Axel Foley would be more mature now. I read that um, that Eddie Murphy was interested in doing like legit, um, legit action, not not you know comedy action, but he wanted to be like he wanted to he wanted to change his you know perception on screen to be action action, and that's one of the reasons why he went into this not really wanting to add humor to the script, which relied on him adding yeah. humor and it, it so makes perfect he wasn't interested sense. in that he wanted to he wanted to change what he was doing and the movie this wasn't a good movie for him to do that no because where you definitely see that is that scene where he tries to save the kids on that spider ride yeah like it let's, feels let's, really out of place the worst um, because there's nothing funny about it at let, all let's it's just let's, him 
acting crazy and stupid well, and it's super unrealistic what happened put a, but let's put a pin in that because i have a lot of thoughts about that theme yep. that yeah. scene okay so anyways movie starts off in detroit uh axel's planning some kind of raid on like a chop shop you know like these carjackers uh his boss the guy from the other two movies shows up i don't know his name but i'm sure sphinx says. Gil Hill. he should uh, he shows up and they're like, uh, they're like, hey, where's SWAT? And uh, he's like, I canceled SWAT because we don't need SWAT like coming in and shooting a bunch of people. These are just carjackers. Uh, then we get a really weird scene uh, where all the carjackers are singing and dancing. <laughs> I love that for, scene. for a long amount yeah, I was of time. Say, it, was it, it goes on like because you're like, oh, okay, they're they're listening to That's the song. Kind of funny, but then it's like, okay, it's like 45 seconds later, and I'm still watching them. Yeah, they go and they sing the song for a long time. <laughs> hey, but shout, but shout out to Dick Purton, man, real real Detroit yeah. DJ. Uh, I didn't realize that until this time around that. They actually used a uh, very famous DJ in the area for, for that scene. Q95.5, so you guys remember that station? <laughs> yep. So then uh, then our main villain, DeWald, shows up uh, with some dudes. Uh, he hired Wait, the Wait, who? Who, Josh? Alice DeWald! Alice DeWald! Alice He hired some car drackers to steal a car. Uh, a truck, sorry, and they open up the truck and you see it's full of some kind of, like, government, like, you know, property of the government. We don't know what it is yet. And then they, like, this movie was, like, two minutes ago they were singing and doing dance routines to the song, and then they all get violently murdered <laughs> with machine guns. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this, the tone of this movie just switched very fast. Um, so... With machine they, guns, mind yes. you. Like, not, not handguns or rifles, like... They pull out full automatic uh, guns here. So Axel goes goes to move in thinking it's just the carjackers, but everything goes to shit because he's these guys with machine guns. They're shooting all kinds of bullets. And then uh, DeWald ends up killing uh, <laughs> Axel's boss. And he gets shot a bunch. And I like the idea that he stayed alive long enough to give that like line to Axel where he's like, what are you on a lunch break, Foley, or whatever he says? like Coffee, coffee break. break. Like, so you want a coffee break? Go and get that son of a bitch. He, he got shot like four times. I'm surprised he yeah, had time to do that. So then Axel chases after the bad guys in the car. He's in that car and it's like falling apart. And it's supposed now, to be if funny. I remember right, Kaz, I believe that's the OG Dodge Viper, isn't it? No, that's a Dodge oh, Stealth. No, no. Is it a stealth? Yeah, it's, it's either a, a stealth. stealth. I actually thought it was the Mitsubishi oh, counterpart, the 3000 GT. Oh. Now, they look identical other than the badging, but I think the wheels... Made me think that it was the Mitsubishi instead of the Dodge. Right, fair enough. So I have to say, I have a note here that says, like, so the one guy gets shot and DeWald kicks him out of the car. I'm like, man, I'm like, that was super violent when they show him get, like, run over. Like, yeah. I was like, eek, eek. I was not expecting that. So then, like, I always Axel... loved that scene as a kid. Because, so... like, like, when Axel runs him over, he kind of, like, like cringes he, a little like, bit because he knows he like, was Ooh. doing it. And he looks back to see what he... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you just you see the you know the dummy of a, of a person like rolling over in the street. So, um, so Axel, the car kind of falls apart, and then he gets stopped. And I will say this: I'll be honest with you guys. For like ninety percent of this movie, I thought this guy that stopped him, the agent, whatever, was with the FBI. Oh, it was right. only like it was only till like the second time I watched the movie when I realized that he's with the Secret Service, apparently. But anyways, well, but they don't they don't reveal that until like basically the end. 
It's true. I and I just assumed he was the FBI because he does say he's like he's like we're not like DEA. Yeah, we're not DEA. Yeah. I think I, I think he think used the phrase like the he's the Fed or something. Well, like they that. they say but he doesn't like, ever hey, say what part of the Fed. Well, they're like, hey, you we don't want you to stop him. This is a federal case. We've been looking into it for years, so stay away from Dewald. We'll handle it. Then we get a scene at the boss's funeral. Blah blah blah. He does. They basically find out that the truck is somehow tied to California or something or the towels in the cases with the guns are from a hotel in Beverly Hills. Is that what it is? Yeah, essentially the, the yeah. towels are from wonder world and yep. something else was from wonder world. I can't remember what. So anyways, so he heads out to California. He goes to see judge Reinhold, judge Reinhold. Like it's supposed to be a funny bit, like judge Reinhold's job now where he's part of the, whatever the big long acronym is. It wasn't JG Joe Joe C. It wasn't funny the first time I watched the movie. It still wasn't funny this time. Oh, Uh, get come on now! I like that. It it wasn't funny. (laughs) You also missed. I like the scene when he when he pulls the car up to the police station and he he hits the automated message. He just walks. (laughs) He's like he's like I'm looking for Senor Rosewood, and he's like talking in foreign language. Yeah, he just jumps out of the car and leaves it there. So, so anyways, he's kind of asking questions and he's like, oh, I need to go see Wonder World. That's where we're introduced to Hector Elizondo as John Flint. And he's like, oh, coincidentally, I know the head of security at the park. So I'll like get you a meeting, but I got to go do this other thing first. Right. So he goes to Wonder World, which is clearly supposed to be Disneyland. Right. Like that's yes. the thing is like it's supposed to be Disneyland. Um so, also, I thought it was funny. I guess it's just a sign of a time. But, like, they act like he's, like, so offended that it's, like, $35 to get in. I'm oh like, that God. seems like a good deal to me. Like, Let I'm me like, just tell you right Sphinx, now. don't do it. Sphinx, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, tell, I, don't am, tell me. I am leaving one week from the day taking the family to Disney World. If if fucking it was thirty five dollars, no. What's the instead ticket? I had to is, sell, instead, I had to sell a kidney to go to Disney the World. What is the one person family. ticket price today? It's like $135 oh, okay, for yeah. one day. Because I read like, you know, that $35 at that time was basically like 65 today. So I was like, all right, yeah, I mean, that's pricey. Oh, no. But it's like, it's more like Cedar Point pricey, not right. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so as- and then I, I like, you know, it's kind of, you know, there's that scene too, right? Where he's, you know, he's upset about the price. And then the, the security guards are like, oh, well, if you don't like the price, maybe you can go down the street and, you know, to this other park. Yeah. and. I was like, hmm. <laughs> so Axel goes in. He does snooping around. Um, why, when he, why, when he's walking around un- under like the tunnels, why does he go into that alien attack control room? He like sees the door and he's like, "Ooh, alien attack!" And he goes in there for no reason. No, well, the reason other- is that he has to reuse it at the end of the movie. That's why. Well, yeah. And other than that, to introduce <laughs> what's her name? Is it Janice? Is that the female lead? Yes, name uh, Janice. Sure. Okay. So yeah. I and then like okay, I have a question for you right now, and maybe you guys will answer me. So whatever, we're gonna spoil the movie. Dewald is the bad guy. He's the head of security. Are we to believe that every security person that works for Wonder World <laughs> is is bad? Except because, for Janice, who because yeah. one they just shoot at Axel <laughs> Foley a lot, just like try and murder him. And also at the end of the movie, a lot of them get murdered. <laughs> Can I? It, can I also ask too, like, why is it that nobody believes Axel when he says that's who it is? 
Like, he's getting fucking shot at in the amusement park. Well, they doctored the video. They doctored the video. So what? Like, Billy Rosewood's supposed to be his friend, and even he gives him doubts throughout the entire movie that that's really who it is. because Elsa Wall won the award for private security (laughs) of Southern California, or whatever the hell it was. Of the year. Of the year, yeah. yeah. So and he okay. had and he had all those that that table full of like underprivileged kids with them and <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> no other adults, just this those movie. Kids. This movie is so okay. So <laughs> Axel escapes from the underground, like whatever behind the scenes place. This is this scene makes me so mad. So he runs out, right? He gets away, but he doesn't like. He doesn't run out of the park, right? Like that. Like, why doesn't he leave? Instead, he gets into this ride, which is like I don't know. Let's say it's like a double Ferris wheel, right? That's yeah. how I'm going to describe it. Well, so first of all, like I'm like, okay, he gets in the double Ferris wheel. Seems like a bad move. But then, no, yeah, because yeah, what's your he, what's your plan then, when the ride ends? Then, then he doesn't even duck down. Like the bad guys come out of the thing, and he's like, <laughs> he like waves to him, like you, I'm up here. But it's like it's just a ride. So then, like even to be more annoying, the security guards run up. It's a ride. It's gonna come down. They're like, you gotta get that guy down. It's like, well, he can't go anywhere. So they like, but they really want the ride down. So they grab the controls. They seemingly pull one lever, and the whole. Fuck thing goes to shit and like but like and pieces start falling off sparks are yeah. flying yeah and then yeah. like a door opens these kids fall out of the ride they're hanging they're hanging there for like five minutes no way those kids had the upper body strength to no hang way. that long no way it's a Axel, long fucking scene when he's fucking Axel, hopping yeah, from over he's hopping over. or he climbs out he's hopping around the, the different cars at one point, he almost falls, and these people lift him up. Then, for some reason, he gets to the one part, and there's magically just a big rope up there, like a yeah, big where the rope thing come rope from? At where the, the top rope of the ride. From? So he ties it to the top. He slides down. He has both. Like, okay, I don't like the upper body strength. Just upper body strength to just climb a rope, right? You need a lot. He's holding onto the rope. Two kids are holding onto him. At one point, he's holding onto the rope with one hand, and there's two kids holding onto him. Spider-Man before Spider-Man in the movies. (laughs) Mind you, he's like 200 feet in the air as well. And and if that wasn't enough... Go ahead. Uh, Quick question. So... The cart thing's falling, right? Yeah. And we're gonna, let's just say yeah. for the sake of argument, he's a, still 100 feet up, right? So you're yeah. telling me he basically <laughs> ziplined 100 yeah, he's, feet down while he's falling at him. Yeah, he slid down. His hands would have been, like, completely shredded because <laughs> he slides down, and they duck right out of the way as the car falls down. It is the dumbest scene <laughs> I have seen in a movie in a long time. I, I would like, I remember why. Oh, also, we even skipped over the fact that he cuts in front of George Lucas in line to get on the ride. That's the George (laughs) Lucas cameo. Oh, boy. The scene is so dumb. Listen, it was high intensity. He had to save those kids, damn it. we just be thankful so, that and and it was Bruce and Wayne? and it was the the security guards that caused it, right? So it just yeah, kind of helps. Axel didn't the cause this problem. Good the security bad. guards yeah. did. Again, yeah. well, I don't, again, why he why he got in the ride instead of leaving the park? Well, that's forever. a very good question. <laughs> yeah, not not relevant. We should be thankful that blue screen has advanced enough now that it doesn't look oh, as bad yeah. as it did in that scene because it was pretty. Yeah. Terrible. Well, that doesn't help this movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it helps every movie in the future there. 
Yeah, you you we need Beverly Hills Cop three <laughs> Listen, to get us to to end game. Okay? No, 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 no. For seventy for seventy million dollars, they could have sorted it out, guys. So, anyways, so they 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 capture Axel and they take him down there. He this is where he finds out he sees Dewald, the head of security, and he's like, "Oh, you're the guy that." Ellis the guy the guy that killed his boss there's a lot of f words thrown out but they end up letting axel go he goes back to his I, can i say real quick this is the first time of like eight times where he just fucking beats the shit out of ellis the wall <laughs> right i good. never realized how many times murphy just gets a huge fucking hit on ellis the wall yet all the other security guards show up with like broken noses and shit and the wall always looks perfect every scene so uh, Axel goes back to his hotel room, and uh, Uncle Dave is there. Uncle Dave is like the Walt Disney, Walt Disney. of this park. Yeah, he's the owner and of the park, right? The owner of the park, and he's like, oh, hey, he's like, um, he's like, my COO disappeared. His name was Robert Fry, and he left me this note. Go ahead. I love how Uncle Dave shows up with Janice, the random person that works. <laughs> he just happens oh. to know to find her. Yeah, and they just happened to find Axel, yeah, they just right? I don't to find think, Axel. I don't think Janice ever knew who Axel was at this point. No. Remember? Because at the alien tax, she's like, who are you and what are you doing what here? What are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah, there was no she's middle like, oh, point. Oh, I've got an appointment. I've got to go. No, no. Realistically, realistically, a day in her life is she shows up, runs a ride, maybe takes a break, goes and runs another ride. Maybe walks around the park a little bit and has maybe nothing plays with to... herself in the masturbation room that's there. Maybe and has <laughs> nothing to do with any of the stuff that's happening. You know, in the secret uh, uh, yeah, money, yeah. money, because because that happy forest, that, ha- go, that, that they, happy forest ride is just a bunch of masturbation rooms. They do go this. into her background like a tiny bit, right? Like she said, like. I almost get the impression that she. She was said kind when Dewall took over, she was yeah, kind of pushed he, out. He of the pushed way. her out. Yeah. Right. To, to, you know, to get her away. Right. But she said, hey, as long as she has a computer, she can like access all the security stuff, basically. Yeah. So like, I feel like she. You're right. She wasn't just like a ride operator. She was kind of sequestered to that role by DeWald. But I think her background is, you know, they imply that her background is more than that. Okay. Fair so, enough. It still sucks. <laughs> So anyways, so after that, they go, he goes to like this. That's why you two are here. You got to help me out here against these two. He goes yeah. to this award ceremony where Ellis DeWald's getting an award. Then we get like, okay, like whatever you want to say about. Bravo! Like, who? Wait, who? Bravo! I'm not even there yet. I want to I want to get to the, we are, the wall. We, we are always there. I want to get to the ten <laughs> minutes that this movie stops, and they're like, "Hey, remember how Bronson Pinchot was in the first movie? Here's a ten minute scene with oh, him." But it like, was like the best scene of the movie. It's not. No, you you are mis, you are mistaken. It is not the best scene of the okay, movie. Okay, tell me the best scene of the movie then. Uh, the the cred, the credits. Uh, <laughs> this scene. This scene. After watching it again this time around, oh it's so I random I of a scene. It, it is like, it. it is 10 minutes long almost, right? It is long as fuck. It has nothing to do with anything. It, it was the point of comedic relief. Now, I yeah. will say this. They weren't, they didn't produce this well, movie, but this very much had a Simpson and Brockheimer random scene that doesn't mean anything that's in the movie. We've talked about it with Bad Boys and other movies. 
that they always throw in like a long random scene of comedy that makes no sense to anything, but it still shows up. But I you're feel like this was that scene for this movie. You don't want to buy an Annihilator nine or two thousand right now. I mean, now? that scene did feed into <laughs> the use of that weapon later, and exactly. and like his keychain. Exactly. Thing. Yeah, the keychain yeah. thing. The, the keychain. The keychain comes back. Don't. I'm going to talk about the gun when the gun comes well, back. Okay, let's but, let's, so, let's put a pin no, in that for now. A, a comment on that scene though too is. Um, you know, I realized it after the fact, you know, after I watched the movie and I was reading like some of the stuff and like how people, or, you know, how, how it said what I read said like, Hey, like Eddie Murphy didn't want to be funny in this, right? He was, he, he wanted this, he wanted to get into action. And so I realized like thinking about the scene, cause this is my favorite scene with, with Serge and <laughs> right. And like, it was so funny and none of it was funny because of Eddie Murphy. He didn't, no, not a single thing he did in that scene was funny. I, I would argue that none of it's funny. But you know what? <laughs> oh, that scene! Oh my god! You know what? I you know what? Have a crap joke. Have a crap joke. Get the fuck out of here, Joe. Joe? <laughs> I will leave, Joe. Joe, this oh, is what it, this is what so it feels funny. like to be Sphinx on the on the Spawn episode. Uh, I, <laughs> this so I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. So Get the okay. fuck out of here. No, I cannot. So okay. <laughs> Sphinx, why don't you 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 build up to it? Why don't you describe when he oh. when he when when Ellis DeWald gets the award? Will you will you talk well, through wait, what happens? Uh, one more thing about that scene, sir. <laughs> oh my god, like, god! I remember like like there's just like, there's this one line he said. He was oh he's like he's like you know he's saying oh he's like you know Axel's like oh how's the how's the art gallery going right? He's like oh well uh, it's it's bankrupt. It's it's you know it's all over. Like uh, it was run by by an imbecile and an income pump. You remember you killed him or <laughs> shot him or whatever. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Guys, you can't come back. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Kaz is here. Kaz is totally derailing no, this episode. We're, we're good. Kaz, you're it's cool. You're fine for this episode, but don't you're not you can't come back. All right, Sphinx, talk uh, us through the award ceremony succinctly, if you can. Uh, I, I mean, we've already done it like three times. So, yeah. yeah. So, S- Summerstein or Sandstein, whatever, John, whatever his name is from Nightmare on Elm Street, he, he's he's presenting the award to Alice DeWald. And obviously, Eddie, Mer- you know, Axel is trying to get Alice DeWald to, to do something, right? Like, he's trying to prove that he's a bad guy and that he's a shithead and you know, just trying to provoke him. So, you know, everyone's clapping and cheering and he got the underprivileged kids sitting with Alice DeWall and he's just like, yeah, bravo, Alice DeWall. So he, he hops right onto the stage in front of like hundreds of people. He's talking about how much, you know, he came to Detroit. We love him in Detroit. He's so great. We love Alice DeWall. We want to repay him for everything he's done in Detroit. Yeah. And more with interest. <laughs> Ooh, Alice <laughs> DeWall. <laughs> so he hugs him and he's like, get those last smiles in there, Ellis. And he's like, what, are you pissed off because I killed your boyfriend? And that's the second time Axel's like, oh, shit, and just punches the shit out of Axel. He Philly, does. Punch, he, he or does out of Alice DeWall. Uh, nope. Billy Rosewood joins in. They both end up in jail. Then you got Hector, uh, you know, you got Flint that's like having the time of his life in the car, finding it hilarious that they're in jail. Tells Axel, don't take any showers. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
true. He is loving it. Uh, and then there's like a thing where it's like, oh, we found the truck that was in Detroit. So there's a big thing yeah. where they go to find the truck. There's nothing in the truck, but like Axel's like sifting through all the stuff in there, and he finds like the corner of a fifty dollar bill. Um, Can I say that this that I am at this point in my notes where I write he down finds the corner of an unprinted fifty dollar bill. <laughs> yes. Correct. My apologies. <laughs> Corrections. It is at this point in my notes where I write down, what the fuck is this movie about? Like, like there's really nothing, like nothing is going, like all we, that we know is that he's investigating Todd's death. But like we're an hour into this movie and there's still like absolutely no lead except the fact that like Wonder World is obviously tainted with Ellis DeWalt. Like it's, it's, it's a weird movie because we already oh, you know, know from the first from the first two minutes of the movie when they're done dancing to the Supremes, we know who the bad guy is going to be. We know that Axel has to chase after him, but we still haven't found out at all what DeWalt's plan is. Yeah, what he's like doing. It's, yeah, it's I, so I, late into this movie. I think your mic. I think your mic auto corrected you there. You said a weird movie, you meant to say bad movie. Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so he sneaks back into Kaz, the park. real quick. I'm delirious this, Mark, just because I'm fucking with the hovercraft, Joe. Kaz, did you catch what Flint's car was? What, who's Flint? Which one's Flint? Flint is the bald guy. It's supposed to be Taggart. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I didn't catch what his car is. Is it like a it's K a car or something? It's a 1994 blue Chevy Lumina. <laughs> it's oh, an Abs. I did. I did notice. Yeah, I had that I car. That Mine was, was red. Car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and, yeah. He takes like the cherry top bulb and puts it on top. Yeah, yep. I did notice that. Yeah. Wow, that was thank you. That was excellent. <laughs> excellent. Oh, it was well worth value it. added. Value added. Good job. So, can we move on, please? <laughs> I'm trying, LPJ. I'm trying. Where I. I... <laughs> So okay, 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 yeah, he, okay, okay. He sneaks back into the park, <laughs> dressed as Okie Doki, who's an elephant of some sort. Oh, you um, motherfucker! I love it when he gets punched by the little kid. He's like, "Oh, you little fucker! I'm gonna kill you." He says yeah. that under his breath. He, he pushes That's the, the funniest part Eddie Murphy is in this movie when he threatens <laughs> to fucking murder a kid, and then he pushes him into the fountain. Um, yes. So he he sneaks back into the park dressed as Okie Dokie. Uh, then he meets up with Janice, who shows him the blueprints. Uh, and they're like, oh, everything's open, but like, except for the Happy Forest, it's closed for renovations. Um, so he sneaks into the, the Happy Forest uh, and he finds out that they're printing counterfeit money, right? But then he's like immediately caught in that room, right? Like he's oh, yeah. standing there and they like look and he's like, oh, he's in the mirror, like right there. Um, so he fights some dudes. I have another question here. So he fights some dudes and he takes off and then he gets out of there. He could keep running, right? He could just leave. But like he walks out and there's some kind of like singing, dancing show going on. And he decides to like stop and like dance and stuff. And I'm like, go, just run and leave the park. Why are you involved in this like singing and dancing bit? I don't, I don't know. Um, so then the bad guys catch him, right? Well, he gets a, he gets on the yeah, phone. He gets he like calls- cornered. Well, he gets on the phone and he calls the Secret Service guy, right? And then he gets cornered by the bad guys and he shoots his gun in the air. <laughs> Did he think that they were going to murder him, like, in the middle of the yes. park there? I was very confused by that yeah. scene. Yes. He's, like, looking at all the people and all the guys with the guns. 
Which so is interesting because if they would have murdered him there, I feel like everything would have been blown. Like they they were not in a position to shoot him in the middle of the park, but that definitely was what he thought was going to happen. Or maybe yeah, I was like, up. So that, like that would have been was... a huge investigation. The whole thing would have the whole plot would have been like fucking done. But of course, you know, this is not a movie with a great plot. So, <laughs> so, so they take Axel and and that the. the well, I, my notes still to this point say FBI guy, but this is where they revealed any Secret Service. Sure. <laughs> so Secret Service guy shows up and he's like, hey, they're printing fake money in this room. And they go in there and they're just printing um, like, like Wally World, World dollars. Blockbuster. Yeah, Wally yeah. World dollars, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, they That's just... a different movie. Yeah, that's National Lampoon's Wonder, <laughs> Wonder World. Wonder World <laughs> dollars. There's like, oh, they you just fucking change it, blah, blah, blah. Can I just uh, say real quick, though? So like, the, you know, they're... Wouldn't I mean we know that Fulbright is dirty, the FBI agent, but nonetheless, you have Flint there. Wouldn't you be like, why is security printing a promotional marketing campaign of wonder dollars? Like, yeah. how is that their job? Right? Like, wouldn't you be thinking to yourself, why is security printing <laughs> Wonder World dollars, what? like that. That's that wouldn't make on. you think in your head that. No. And why? Why are here? they doing it uh, on site in an abandoned, <laughs> closed down <laughs> ride? Like, don't don't they like have uh, a print department yeah. that's like or maybe for, does all their other promotional materials that like maybe the they be doing it there? Of the park yeah. for being <laughs> sure. detectives, I feel like this was a very big clue that they did not figure out. <laughs> So uh, there's Axel's supposed to, they're supposed to take him to the airport. He's supposed to leave. He doesn't. He runs off. He meets up with Uncle Dave, but then DeWald's there, and DeWald shoots Uncle Dave um, with Axel sad. with Axel's gun. Yeah, he survives though. Don't worry about it. Um, so then Axel takes Uncle Dave to the hospital, and then like the words out, like everyone knows that Uncle Dave was shot and that Axel did it. So all the cops are looking for him, but then like DeWald calls him. And he's like, uh, hey, I have Janice. I want you to come to Wonder World. Because the thing we didn't, we kind of glossed over is that, so when he first met Uncle Dave, he's like, oh, I got this note from my COO, but I don't know what it says. But Axel at this point figures out that the note is on the actual, like, paper, like the, the money paper, paper money. the printing paper, the stuff that they stole the truck of at the beginning of the movie, right? So he's like, come to Wonder World by yourself, bring the money, blah, blah, blah. He Can I also in- say at this point, too, that the timeline isn't making any sense either because it's like uncle Dave gets shot and it's like within minutes, all of California knows that it's happened, you know? And And like, they're all trying to trace down Axel and find him. It's like, how did the news people already know it was Axel? And how did DeWald get back to wonder world so quick? to hold Janice hostage. Well, and like the I, pacing gets totally torn And I have a question too, time. like what is the time? Because like, listen, I haven't been to Disney World since, I haven't been to the Disney World since 1987, but like, I feel like it's open late, right? Like, cause he goes to the park and like, it's abandoned. Nobody's there. I'm like, what time is it? Why is the park closed down already? You know? Yeah, cause the rest of Beverly Hills seems to be like thriving. Like it's a nightlife. So yep. it seems like it's relatively early, but. So before he goes back to Wonder World, he stops and he sees Surge and he gets his hands on the Annihilator 2000, which we didn't talk Thank a lot God. about. But it, but it's basically a gun that has a microwave and a CD player. <laughs> and 
I just I love like all the nineties technology. <laughs> I, I I love the nineties technology in this movie, like using the payphones and calling Flint's pager, using a, a landline. It's just it's funny to look back at all that. In my opinion, nothing so in this movie go- is funny. So Axel, <laughs> Axel goes. Um, they have him in the room. It looks bad for him. He uses the keychain flashlight thing comes back, and he uses that to blind them. There's like a big fight. Uh, punches the wall again. Punches the wall again. There's that weird thing where he shoots the control panel. For some reason, shooting it turns out the horizon. <laughs> yep. I wasn't yes. quite sure why that worked. Um, uh, Judge Reinhold. It, it worked the same way that when you pull the lever, the spider ride blows up. It's Judge all under Ra- the same contraption. Judge Reinhold and shows up. Him and Janice get locked in this room with all the computers where there's like this like cold gas is coming in. Um, Axel runs off into the park. There's that weird shot where like they're like Foley's in the park, and it's like all the security guys that are all just like eating popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like that's so weird. Like yeah. I don't know why that's in there. So Axel he had hid the annihilator like over the wall, so he goes and he gets it, and like for all the setup for this gun, like <laughs> he's going to use it, and like he pulls it out, and the guards are scared, and then like. He doesn't know what to do. He fires like a net, and then he like ducks down behind like a park bench. Which, by the way, I don't think a park bench would stop that many bullets. But anyway, no. this movie has very much James Bond, Star Wars. Like the enemy can't hit anything. Yeah, they shoot like yeah. stormtroopers. It's terrible. <laughs> so then he stands up again, and he turns. He thinks he's gonna fire the gun. And he turns on the radio, and it's a whole bit. And then he finally gets his gun. He murders a guy with bullets, and then he shoots a rocket launcher and kills a guy. And then he puts the gun down, and he's done with it. That's it. I like. I- I love it. I love it. I absolutely love that scene that, that because scene every time, so much. Oh, I, I just love feel like it. every time he pulls the things out, like they all get scared, and it's something funny each time. And then when that fucking funny? rocket launcher, funny? yes, yes, and then when that fucking ro- rocket launcher just shoots off, I love it. Love it. So he, he go. They're chasing him. He goes back to alien. I hate this part too. He goes back to the alien escape ride, which is just like the earthquake ride at like Universal Studios. Yeah. He murders that guy, and then the he other ran up. He ran up those stairs. Yeah. I was so angry. <laughs> he murders the guy. He hides behind him, lifts up his arm, and does a voice. It's like they went up the stairs, and then the guys run up there. Meanwhile, the guy's chest is covered in blood, and then they go up the stairs, and the water washes him down. So also, and then he's very dead. And then also, I I thought it was funny that uh, Judge Reinhold and Janice are in that room, and they're like, "How are we going to get out?" And then they just use a chair to smash the glass, and it's like, "Well, why didn't you just do that immediately?" Because the bad guys were in the room; they didn't want to get shot at. They couldn't see the smoke; wouldn't tell them. If they could break the, if they could break that glass with a chair, the bad guys could definitely have shot right through that. Oh yeah. (laughs) So so then, like Axel, this this part pissed me off too. So he goes into the room with a counterfeiting money is and he's like <laughs> and he like starts typing on the computer and then later we find out that he printed out a bunch of money with his face on it that says kiss my ass but how did he get his face out there <laughs> i don't know how did he I get his know. face and, and he knew how to work the program and had plenty of time <laughs> to print the stuff yeah it's so absolutely then, so then yeah. judge reinhold kills some guys and gets shot pretty violently it yes. seems uh-huh. like i thought he was definitely dead um <laughs> So Axel is in this ride, like this dinosaur ride. He kills a guy. Him and DeWald kind of fight a little bit. He gets shot in the arm. Him and DeWald fight. And then he, like, murders DeWald, like, shoots him, like, eight times. Which, which, real quick, for how many 
long ass scenes there are in this movie, like the spider ride and the whole conversation with Surge. The Alice DeWall final fight, did it not oh, feel like it was short. like 10 yeah. seconds? It was super short. Yes. Very anticlimactic. Well, you know, you I, said, I, I will say him 30 times. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. But like, I'll say like Kaz brought it up uh, in our group chat that like, I do feel like the movie does a good job making Alice DeWall look like a pretty sinister bad guy. And to, to have just a very kind of meh kind of end like death was was disappointing yeah well, then, I, so I, what i said is he's like just so hateable like i think as a yeah i agree like, with he, you on that yeah he's just so hateable and yeah like it's kind of a letdown that like yeah it's almost anticlimactic like you said nick like he's just yeah. he's just kind of dead like you know they they trade a couple blows back and forth and then boom right like yeah he's like <laughs> well then then i'd say like it has a part that doesn't i feel like doesn't need to be in the movie because the secret service guy shows up and he's like haha i'm crooked too and i'm like yeah we and that, that? that's like, kills him <laughs> it seems like so unnecessary that the reveal that the secret service guy is working with the bad guys like you could have made this movie and not and then like when he's killing that guy he accidentally shoots uh oh, what's his yeah, what's his, uh, uh flint, flint. Yeah. flint so they're they're both shot and they're sitting there and then like this scene is so bizarre. Judge Reinhold finds him. He walks in. He looks like he's a minute away from dying. And he, like, <laughs> falls over, and they're laughing about it. And they're like, ha, 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 he probably needs medical attention. And then he, like, <laughs> it looks like he's dead. He's bleeding, and he falls over, and they're laughing about it. And Flint just gets shot in the arm, right? Yeah. yeah. And he looks like he's worse than Axel, who literally just got the shit kicked out of him yeah. when he walks over and there. I'm like, shot in the arm and the leg. Oh, yeah, I thought it was yeah, or, or the groin or whatever he was shot. Wait, Flint? Was... I thought Flint only got one no, bullet. Axel. Well, no, Axel. Oh, Axel, yeah. So then, like, the, we're at the end of the movie. How, like, all of this got wrapped up and, like, it was explained what actually happened there don't worry about it. It's glossed over. It's fine. <laughs> like, we don't explain there's a dead Secret Service agent. There's yeah. all these dead guards. Like, no explanation of, like, it's just like, no, it's fine. You know, like, they're heroes. But, like, I feel like there would be, like, a lot of questions yeah, about just... what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's a great point. Because, like, when I saw, like, the very next scene is, hey, like, you know, it's the end. And they're, like, they're being celebrated, right? And it's like, <laughs> like a lot of time would have needed to have passed right for for that understanding to come about and for them to design a new character oh, for the part yeah. <laughs> like all that... the guys are still like in like their full body casts like so it's like okay so this yeah. is like kind of like, and you know they still got like bandages on right yeah. it's not like and like you know like not just like clean cast but like like look like Hey, I just got hurt like hours ago. Bandages, right? Oh yeah. And it's like so. No, like, what's well, the time? Like, this doesn't. This can't have happened this fast. Well, and that and that's the big that's the big thing. It's like Uncle Dave survived. He lived, and they named a character after Exafoli, and it's like a fox wearing a Detroit Lions jacket. I can't remember the name of the character. Axel Fox. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then uh, Janice is like, "I want to take you to the Tunnel of Love," and he's like, "I didn't know this place had a Tunnel of Love." And she's like, "It will." And then that's the end. <laughs> that's it. Bravo! Bravo! How's the wall? How's the wall? How's the wall? <laughs> like I, this, I feel like I've been through LBJ's so much. Kill us all. <laughs> this. LBJ, LBJ looks as annoyed as Sphinx usually does when we talk about a movie that Sphinx hates. You this was a lot, like guys. This was a lot. This was a lot. You seriously, this potentially is the most 
angry I've ever seen you look <laughs> during an episode <laughs> of the show. You you know what? Not angry. You look oh, defeated. I look, you look absolutely defeated. I'm a little exasperated. I uh, we have another episode to do. You better pep. You better pep up, dude. I know. All right, let's let's just let's let's close this. Do one you have any Do you have any role reversals? No, no, no I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, yeah, we who, talked about, who, like who would want to be in this movie? Taggart instead of Flint. <laughs> no, you have you have people running away from this movie. That is very true. You are not wrong. Fair enough. Okay. Well, then let's let's rate it then. All right. Here we go. Well, maybe I, I, I guess I don't recall the format, but I'd like to go first because I have some, some closing thoughts. Well, Kaz is just taking over the show. Kaz, I guess this is your show. Now. Kaz, you wanna you wanna you know what you know what guys? I'm let's sorry. just you know what we should do just just to be nice. Because he hasn't said a whole lot this episode, we should probably let Kaz go first. You know, he's kind of meek. He sort of sits back. Sometimes he doesn't, you know, I feel like he's trying to step in. He's like playing double dutch, but he can't quite get the rhythm. He doesn't really know how to step in. And, and so he's. I feel like he's just kind of taking a back seat this episode. Kaz, please, please, okay, so- please, let me give you your opportunity to shine here. Go ahead and go first. <laughs> That was epic level petty. That was amazing. <laughs> okay. So, like, and, and the reason I wanted to go first is because I actually still have, like, kind of a lot to say. No, no. Okay. No, 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 no. We can't do this. No. We're at, we're at an hour and 13 minutes right now. Can we? Stock clock. Okay. So, what, like, so when I was watching this, like, I really enjoyed it okay. <laughs> okay and so like when it finished i'm thinking about what i'd rate it and i'm like oh okay right right yeah yeah you know I've... and then like so then after i watched it is like when i started like you know just kind of reading you know the trivia and stuff and like you know what eddie murphy like what people thought about it and i was like you know that's when i found out like the rotten tomatoes I was like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> so then i like started to figure out what like i started to think about like why did i like it so much uh, if people pretty universally did not like this movie, and I and I came to the following conclusion: <laughs> conclusions more than one. Wow. wow, you know what this is? This is like research level answer. <laughs> this is fucking payback for all the fucking so movies here, you've made me watch. Here's, here's the pre- here's. This is, the, this is the pretext to the rating that I'm going to get. Pretext? So, like, There's, pretext? Yeah. <laughs> we so, got a dissertation I, here. I, what I was the not, last five minutes? <laughs> I, I, might, I might guarantee you that nobody on planet Earth has thought this much about yeah. this movie <laughs> except Kaz. <laughs> okay, guys, please, let's just let him finish. Yeah. So, uh, okay, all right. So, uh, in the past, like, I don't know, eight, I don't know. 16 months or whatever, like, I've watched, like, two movies. One is this one. The other one is Matrix 4, right, Sphinx? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both, both of them I've seen, you know, basically because of Nick. So, uh, because we had our first kid, like, a little over a year ago, and we just have not learned how to parent effectively. So, like, I just have no time. So, like, all I watch now is I watch, like, an episode of Wheel of Fortune every every night, and that's it. Like, that's, that's all the entertainment I Where is this going, man? So, okay. So I really like, as compared to Wheel of Fortune and the, and Matrix 4, I really liked this movie, okay? But, 
<laughs> then I realized, okay, so a lot of people didn't like it. And then I'm thinking, okay, so like you mentioned, Nick, we've got like this this emotional attachment to it because you, me, and Josh have talked about this movie and quoted it since like 2001, right? <laughs> and and I think it also helps too, just because like you know it's like the Detroit, the Michigan tie, right? So like there's just that familiarity. So I. <laughs> I'll give it a three and a half machine guns, but I was going to give it a four. <laughs> what? There's actually, no, there's actually no real reason. What? The dissertation what? doesn't really what? give a reason. That, explain, that explains why I like it so much. I don't. All that explains why I like it so much. What just happened? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Cuz, cuz, you can't come back. Would you like me to you give it again more slowly? Cuz, you cannot come back. Cuz, what's your blood sugar Yeah, can, right we, now? can you check concerned. that, please? Oh, God what? damn. Um, it's 159. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's something... That's all right. Um, oh, all right, oh. so you're going with three and a half. Josh, why don't you go next? <laughs> and it would have been a, a lot four. shorter than Kaz. Um, <laughs> just because of the nostalgia value that Sphinx and Kaz, Kaz and I have with it, and I know it's not a great movie, but I don't care. This is for Annihilator 2000. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, you know what? I don't agree with that answer, but I understand it. Sphinx, Sphinx, why don't you go next? As as crazy as this has been, it Kaz is kind of right. I don't understand why that this is movie better is than so... Wheel of Fortune. Get the fuck out of here! Not that part. I don't know. I don't know what it fucking meant about Wheel of Fortune, but I, I don't understand like why people hate this movie so much. Like it has been easily 15 years since I've seen this movie. And I also still thought it was kind of fun and entertaining and enjoyed it. Bad plot and everything, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. We said when we did Beverly Hills cop two, we talked about how way over complicated that plot was. This movie is way too simplified of a plot because there's really not much of anything going on. And you're right. Like Eddie Murphy does not seem interested to be in this film, but I, I, I think it's everything else in the movie that still, I, I don't think it's that terrible of a film. So I, I don't know. I, I, I cannot reason with it. Um, I mean, yes, there is all of the nostalgia I have with these guys with this film. Um, but even watching it, like I, I still don't understand why it's so poorly rated. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but nine percent Rotten Tomato. Like I don't, I don't see that. I really don't. So I'm gonna give it a three and a half uh, Annihilator 2000s. Let's hear it, Boomers. What do you guys got? <laughs> I'll go next. Yeah, this this isn't a good movie. Uh, it's a bad movie. Um, I mean, it's not like object. It's not like terribly bad like unwatchable bad like i'll give you guys that like it's not it's not like this it's it, it but it's not good it's not funny it's the action's not that good there like none of like it, it doesn't like and i didn't even like the second one that much but like like lpj pointed out like judge reinhold seems like he's an afterthought in this movie like he's barely in it you don't really get anything of what's going on with him i miss taggart i miss uh ronnie cox being in it 
it, it, it just it, it's not like I said, it's not so bad that I was annoyed to have to watch it, but it's not good. I wouldn't ever want to watch it again. Um, I guess I'll go with I'm kind of on the fence here. I'll go with two machine guns, two machine guns. I was what, thinking what was that one thing? and a half. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking one and a half, but I'll go with two uh, LBJ. Okay. I'm going to answer your question directly, Sphinx. This is why this movie is not good. And I'm going to, I guess I'm not going to answer it directly. I'm going to answer it slightly indirectly because I'm going to name the things in the first movie that are good that don't appear in this movie. Number one, Axel Foley in the first movie is essentially a con artist who's a cop. And that's the fun part is him tricking people into getting what he wants. That's where the comedy is. The second thing is, it's a buddy cop movie. He's got these two uh, uptight Beverly Hills detectives following him around uh, that he eventually becomes friends with, and and uh, they develop a relationship. and And that's kind of what that's what you like in the movie. It's not Axel doesn't treat them poorly in the first movie. He he wins them over by being charismatic and personable. And eventually, and good them, at his job, and good at his job, and gets them to see see his side of things. Right, it's the same thing he does for Ronnie Cox in it as well. The next part, there's not a lot of action. There's some action in the first movie, but not a ton of action. But just enough to kind of get the plot moving and to provide some kind of um, you know uh, 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 tempo to the film that keeps it sustained. Um, there's a definite tone to the first movie. That, um, uh, that's consistent throughout the entire film. There's a great soundtrack to the first two films. Uh, there's a hit song to it. The plot in the second movie is overly complicated, but the plot for the first one is not. This one is so uncomplicated that there's nothing to it. There's no detective work that he has to do. He basically just has to show up and say, oh, this is what these guys are doing. I just walked into the room and witnessed it. <laughs> <laughs> Detect- I, I just did I my job as a detective. Th- I didn't even think about that. That is the thing, LBJ. In the first two movies, he's the, he's a competent detective, good at his job. And this yes. one, he's just like, oh, I walked in the room and I saw they were making counterfeit bills. Guess that's what they're doing, guys. So, so that's this movie has none of that. It has none of the things that make the first two movies good. And to top it all off. Eddie Murphy clearly does not want to be in this movie. He's actively <laughs> trying to not be funny, which is the one thing that this film needs him to be. He's actively working against this this movie to collect his $15 million and be on his way. The only person that puts any effort into the comedy whatsoever is Bronson Pinchot, and he's essentially in a throwaway scene where he's just oh, improvising no, the entire thing. <laughs> right? It's a, it's a Wheel of Fortune caliber scene right there. It yes, it is. it is. So this movie is terrible. There is, objectively, <laughs> it is not good. I do not recommend people watch it. I recommend you forget it exists. And and I pray to God that anybody you know who likes this movie uh, uh, gets some, some sort of selective amnesia. And and, and 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 loses this 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 film from their from their registry. I hope you all develop some kind of some kind of selective brain aneurysm that that erases this that from, your, from existence. This is this is a one machine gun movie only because only because it's it's 
no, fuck it. It's a one machine gun movie. I don't even have a reason for it. This movie sucks. You know what? That argument was so compelling. I'm going to my one and a half machine gun rating that I was going to go with. You sold well, me I'll one go, I'll go back up to my four, right? I was, I was saying a half before. I'll go to four. Alice the wall! Bravo! 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 Bravo. <laughs> That's Koz, guys. K-O-Z. Call me. Have me on anytime you want. <laughs> None of you are co- your guy. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want Independence Day. I want Will Smith Independence Day. <laughs> I I will truly say. I will truly say. I I would be curious what our community thinks of this movie because I I actually think that maybe LPJ might be on the minority side of this. I don't know. Like, no. like really, nine percent Rotten Tomatoes all, might say all, otherwise. All of these I, points I are know, but... correct, but it's just like <laughs> like it's a bad movie, but it's fun to watch. Like <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I think movie. that's why I think he might be wrong. I think no, I think a I, lot I of people think, find this fun to watch. I think the problem yeah. is it, it, it's not a problem, but, and I get it because I have it too. You guys are very blinded by your nostalgia goggles on this that doesn't allow you to see the fault in it, which I get. There are plenty of movies that yes. I am the same way where I'm just like, this movie's great and you can't tell me, but I, I think you'd be surprised. I think your nostalgia goggles are not only blinding you, but convincing you that other people feel the same way about this movie. Hold on, I'm also wearing Wheel of Fortune goggles. <laughs> I just, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people supporting you that this movie is like some kind of underrated gem. That's all I'm saying. And I, mm-hmm. more power to you guys for liking it. I yeah, just yeah, I wouldn't call it a gem, but I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I don't know. Like I I I think uh, LPJ broke it down very succinctly the problems with this movie and why it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I agree with everything you said, LPJ. Um, but yeah, no, you know what, Discord, let us know. If me and LPJ are wrong about this movie and it is great and we're crazy, let us know. Yes. And we will and the podcast will end. <laughs> Go ahead. This will be the last episode. Go ahead, let me know, uh, and then I'll ban you all. <laughs> yep. I um, had that power in Discord. I can ban people. I'm gonna do all right, part of the interruption, uh, we sort of lost the last three minutes of the recording, which I'm fine with because uh you know this movie um so 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 yeah we're we're, we're re-recording the last three minutes here bravo yeah oh, there it is no, no, okay. no, no. well this episode of the last action we're gonna podcast, pay the last three minutes back with interest again, again cuz <laughs> there it is so glad i'm so glad we had to come back and do these last actually you want a coffee break uh, right. oh, get that son of a bitch well <clears throat> joe it might just be you and I for the rest of eternity on this podcast. I may never let anyone guest again. I haven't decided yet. This might have ruined it for everyone. Well, to be fair, you treat me like a guest most weeks. So. <laughs> well, guys, guess what? It might just be me. Or maybe I'll just leave. I haven't decided yet. We'll see. Anyway, uh, thanks for being here. We're just I greatly about- appreciated our guests. Thank I'm sure you very you much for being here today. We're gonna do. We're gonna start one of those podcasts where they break down a movie minute by minute, but it's oh, gonna God. be Beverly Hills Cop three. Can we not? <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's just start it right now. Yeah. I can't uh, listen. We've already had to restart the end of this episode. I could not possibly, possibly do the entire thing minute by minute over and over again with 
you guys. I can't. I can't do it. I cannot do it. My heart can't take it. My brain can't take it. My soul. It would crush my soul. I would. No, I can't do it. It would actually make me a worse father. Is what it would do. Get, get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, before, quick, quickly before you end, because we lost it. My plugs. I want to plug our ongoing feud with the Legend of Retro. Yes. Uh, they need to come out of retirement to cover the Hudson Hawk video game. Uh, we'll give you the airtime. Don't be cowards. Okay. Sorry. I wanted to get that plug out. Uh, no, I appreciate that. All right. Anyway, this episode, for the second time, this episode of Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back, maybe. Bravo! Bravo! Oh, no, damn it, don't do it again. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no.